Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for the first week of the finals 2015. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is furious that Wayne Carey has never apologised. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Look, I'm not happy, mate. He, he parked in my car space and I said to him, mate, you, you, you can't do that to a fella. I'm just a, uh-huh. I'm just a regular bloke and, you, and you're in my car space and you need to get out of there. I don't care who you are. That's that's all he did? You sure that's all he did? As far as I know, that's what he wouldn't apologise to me, but do you know other stuff? Uh, it could be. I've heard rumours. I've heard rumours. Oh, no. Hey, uh, can I tell you a very quick Wayne Carey story? Have I told you this one? This isn't... I, I, well, this actually, isn't the, I should tell you the story. <laughs> this isn't the barbecue you went to, is it? No, I should tell you the story before you clarify whether I actually told you. But uh, I was rocked up to a stand-up gig a few years ago. Yeah. And... Uh, I pulled into the spot where, and um, and then Wayne Carey pulled in next to me and he said something to me through the window and I was a bit kind of, you know, you get a bit taken back, football in real life, first it's, off. It's the duck. Just trying to work out, working out how many Brownlow footy footballers in real life Brownlow votes you get for that. Is yep. that a, that's a one or a two or a three. That's a th- uh, it depends on who it is. Like if you run into Wayne Carey, that's, you're looking at at least a three, I reckon. Well, yeah, that's true. It's true. It was it was a duck in North Melbourne, so I don't know if that's. It drops down to a two, maybe down to yeah, a two. Okay, so although so if if it was been... at if it was at Glen Archer's uh, barbecue, back up to three. Okay, that would yeah. have been a good spot. Flying a wall, <laughs> yeah, to be a flying wall at that one. If you were having a slash, and he was in the bathroom next to you, that's a four. <laughs> um, so he's pulled in next to me, and he said something to me, and I wasn't quite sure what he'd said and so i just turned around and said oh sorry and and i just found it it was and he's like ah oh, don't worry mate and then i felt like he said running late are you running late right and i was like have i have i parked strangely or have i yeah have i done something weird have i broken the rules of the the road and then i woke up to the gig i'm emceeing right and so i'm backstage and i'm going this weird thing happened to me. It's just Wayne Carey just then. And I begin to think, oh, okay, I'll go on stage and I'll, I'll talk about it initially, you know, talk about what you know. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and you, um, you want a name drop? You've seen the duck? You've seen the duck? I've seen the duck. And then I'm thinking, okay, let me think. Wayne Carey stuff. Oh, you know, a bit of banter about Wayne Carey. Everyone loves a bit of Wayne Carey banter. And then I walk out on stage. The very first person I see when I walk out is Wayne Carey. In the crowd. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I go, well, there he goes, that first minute. Did you talk to him? No, no, no. I think... um. That venue had a bit of a, uh, a running thing for a while where footballers would show up. Ricky Nixon showed up. And this was back when he was with the... the, the um, well, I was about to say the, the 16-year-old, but that was <laughs> not... The, I, I meant the other, other young lady he went out with. Yep. Um, uh, Tegan, was it? So yeah, he showed up one night as well. Oh, yes, I do, I do remember that girlfriend. Why didn't that work out? I mean, when you know when you're with someone and they, they, they produce the occasional knife. Why, how does that not work yeah. out? 
I tell you what, when he, uh, when, <laughs> I think this was pre-Gary Ablett days when he was living with Gary Ablett. But imagine if you're, you're dating a new guy and you're like, oh yeah, mum and dad, it's going really well. He's really nice, he treats me really well. <laughs> and you pop over and there's Gary Ablett sitting on the couch watching, <laughs> watching, watching, watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> How is that not a reality show? Oh, dude, that's the perfect reality show. Well, do we want to talk about the? Well, first up, well, the, living the, living with God and the chicken—that is a great name for a reality show. And I, for one, I'm watching that. God and chicken. Well, can we? I mean, I think we're going to talk about it later. But can I can I leapfrog to uh, the reality show that is actually happening? Look, I think it's um, only fair not, for the junk time audience that we talk about this off the top. No one cares once they hear what we're going to talk about. They don't care about the finals. True, true. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Now, yeah. I'm not sure if this has been sold to a network or it's just something that's been filmed for a while. Yeah. But it's a little thing called Footballer Wants a Wife yeah. starring our very good friend, Warwick Kappa. So when you told me it's about this Footballer Wants a Wife, they've actually, I thought I'll, go- I'll Google it because it's, it's, it's not a, I know you're, you're building it up, and I don't know how this has happened with Kappa attached to it. It's not actually a TV show yet. It's just online. Oh, is it online? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, well, it's, the future is now. Oh, here we go. Actually, yeah. So, it's Footballer Wants a Wife, which launches online today. Yeah. So, this article was from, oh, the 9th of September. We're well behind. We right? are We've well behind. We've to catch yeah. up on. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so, it's about... Oh, I'm trying to look it out. Well, I mean, I suppose it's pretty self-explanatory. But, um, yeah, it looks like three different codes, uh, three different codes like uh, football, and uh, our AFL, NRL, and what looks to be maybe a soccer, a soccer dude, but they yes. don't look like players. They look like fans. We'll post this on our web, uh, on our Facebook page so you can check it out, what we're talking about. But um, it's got some big names attached to it. Brooke Satchel is a part of it. <laughs> I'm sure she's not, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm they sure filmed her. Kind of... They filmed her from a distance, so she is a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, another. Sorry, yeah, to, right, it's... sorry to name drop again, but Stefan Dennis is also involved. Oh, really? Yeah. God, gee, the whiz hasn't pulled. It's, yeah, you're right. It's th- 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 follows players from three football codes and their search for love. Kappa, I love, I love that. I love it. Reality. I love reality television. Capital Confidential. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's uh, it, it's easy easy to shoot, and they uh, they edit 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 the characters really really cheaply. Now, even that sentence, okay, it's easy to shoot. Yes, it is easy to shoot, and they edit the characters really cheaply. What does that mean exactly, Warwick? Not really sure. I didn't know it cost money per edit to edit something. <laughs> well, I didn't know it cost to edit the characters. Maybe just to edit Warwick out. What does Warwick do? Because he's not one of the footballers. What the fuck is he no, there for? He's His like advice. The, he might be the Osher, Gunsberg, Osher Ginsburg kind of role. Oh, bring it all together. He would be, wouldn't he? Uh, so yeah. So anyway, we can head to. Oh, we'll try and find the website, but I imagine it's pretty. It's probably Google Footballer Once Wife, and you'll find it. I yeah. can't believe they haven't caught up on it yet. Well, I'm there such is a an idiot. there is a Facebook page, and and Warwick, he is a fan of reality TV because he watches. Uh, said his girlfriend forces him to watch The Bachelor. She does, yes. And she said uh, she she f- 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 falls in falls in love with every every, every bachelor. Uh, uh, I got jealous and uh, <laughs> thought I might my own show with Ben. So Ben Nicholas Gag. is the guy who was uh, doing yeah, the show. Yeah, he yeah. used to be on Neighbours. Oh, okay, former Neighbours star. Yes, yeah. Created the show as a humorous dig at reality television, and the audience addicted to it. Oh, so it's a bit of a kind of parody. Warwick's War is actually holding up a mirror to society. He, if anyone is going to, and wouldn't you love? <laughs> Uh, and the, a mirror to his society or to real world? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> well, he's he's lying he's lying on his bed and there's mirrors on the roof. Okay, we'll put it that way. <laughs> and Captain Cucumber pops up and who knows what happens. Yeah. Oh, Captain Cucumber. Yeah. Now, Adam, we should tell people we are doing this. Um, Reminiscent of last year's darkest day in Australian sport. It wasn't great. First week of the finals again. Yep. So you are down in Wayne Jackson Studios in Melbourne. I'm up here in Mark Zanotti's studios in Brisbane. And that uh, we do apologise. That is why we have been late. There has been issues with the, yeah. the, the lines down to Melbourne and and the fact that Michael uh, was in a coma after Friday night. So he's, yeah. we're all good now, and we're and we're back. And hopefully yeah. this will be up. Uh, yeah, late late Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, so we have probably have missed the, uh, the the heat of the finals, but there's still a lot of football action to talk about. So this could be famous last words, like we said last time, how this could all go terribly wrong. But yep. we think we might have a handle on it at this stage. <laughs> oh, fuck you, we're going hard early, mate. Phone. We've both got a recorder. Yeah, uh, and there's wonderful. I'm in a kind of a black hole for communication, so. Mate, we'll don't call. How we go. Don't be. Don't talk about Brisbane like uh, actually, that. Actually, you know that's that's unfair on Mark Zanotti. Yeah, they work <laughs> exactly. Hard, right? Yeah, they do work hard. They've got David Bain working the sound engineering desk. G'day, Dave. How are you, mate? Give us a wave. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's up here. Hi. Gas Dev's running around. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just get a cup of coffee, Gas Dev. Yeah, it's, just it's a, brilliant. one and sugar, mate. A little j- bit of milk. Thank you. Just be careful that Patrick Keane's not in there because his mobile phone might go off. And uh, Yeah, that's true. That that's won't, true. Make, won't and, um, make you happy. If it didn't make Damien Hardwick happy, I know you'll be pissed off with it. And uh, security by Martin Leslie. So everything's, I'm very safe and secure. I actually went past the Gabatoire today, Adam. I, Did you? I don't remember too many times when I've seen the Gabatoire. No, I've never been in there. Yep. A lot of Brisbane um, signage around the place. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, you definitely got the idea that it was a Brisbane home ground. There was an, I didn't notice many other sports or anything actually mentioned at the ground. Uh, it's a large piece, piece of material. It uh, hangs over the road at one stage. Are there any statues around the Gabbatoire? I've never been in there either. I was just wondering, like, what statues would you have for the Brisbane Lions? Obviously, they can't do a Jonathan Brown one because there's not enough uh, bronze in the world for that head. Yeah, sure. It would well, just be. It would just be a. One. It would just be a head, wouldn't it? If it was Jonathan Brown, yeah. it'd just be like a big, like those uh, balls in Adelaide, in the Rundle yeah. Mall. <laughs> it would just be like yeah. that, just one big circle. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Vossi would be the main one, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, or maybe like a Paul Feltham kind of. Um, oh, the early days. Yeah, the, actually, no, tribute to Scacy. I know it's a bit further up the road. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, why not? He kind of got involved. So just a, hand up. a bronze guy in a wheelchair on, on oxygen. Yeah, yeah, but you're not quite sure if he's really needing the oxygen. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got a plane ticket to Spain in his hand. Yeah. Really create the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, Adam, footballs, finals, let's get into it. All Richmond. Right. Oh, look, I thought they were good. Uh, I thought, um, I- I'm confident of them. I've put $1,000 on them winning next year. I think fourth time, you just, for three games, you just like to be cagey. It's like rope a dope, but spread over four years. Yeah. Next year, they're yeah, going to come year. out. They'll, they'll smash whoever they play in the elimination finals. I've no doubt about Richmond. Yeah. I'm very confident. I am, uh, yeah, I'm probably overconfident, but I think... They've learnt all their lessons and they, it just won't happen again. You're confident they'll get uh, kicked out in the second week of finals next year? Yeah. I mean, if it's a Richmond that so, I know. So in this logic, so if they win next year, so they've, done, they've lost three, they've won th- next year the fourth, so yep. they get to the second week. I think by this logic we can predict a premiership for Richmond by about, uh, let me do the quick sum, it's number <laughs> three, um, carry the 12. But I don't know, 
2027. I think they're looking pretty good to take out the flag. That is not bad. What did you think of the uh, free kick? I mean, that that's dropping the ball, incorrect disposal, whatever you want to hear it, every day of the week. Even if you made up days, they would be on that yeah. day of the week. It doesn't matter. Every yeah. month of the year, every even on, even on New Year's Day at, say, yeah. 7 in the morning when everyone's hungover as fuck, you'd get yeah. out of your bed, you'd roll out, you'd grab the whistle, you'd blow it, and you'd go, incorrect disposals, and then you'd vomit into a bucket. It was a pretty bad call. Now, I know uh, it ended up being about a 17, 19-point margin, but... That oh, but was the game the game seal, wasn't it? When momentum, Michael. That, momentum. that was a 24-point turnaround from that yeah, goal. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it, bro- it kind of broke them. I mean, it was in the forward pocket. They probably could have had a uh, – well, they would have had a shot at goal. Edwards, yeah. you know, he, he can kick those. Yeah. And I think that um, umpire should never play again. Uh, never umpire again. Well, who, it was disgusting. Well, I immediately just felt for their safety straight away. Yeah. I mean, you could hear the Richmond fans booing for the rest of the game. And – um. Yeah, I immediately just thought, oh, there's someone who needs a police escort to their car tonight, even though it's underground and secure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they probably need an extra extra source in there because by the fact that there's probably Richmond fans in the police force, and so it's like, yeah. it could be like a double cross. So the cop is like, yeah, don't worry, mate, I'll, I'll, I'll accompany him very safely to his car. But you know what we kind of need? Okay, and this is uh, going at it from a different angle here, but what if the Richmond supporters lynched an umpire are you? Mm-hmm. I would say that the next three finals are going to be umpired very well. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. If one of their brethren um, has also, gone down, then they're going to all back off and go, yep, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm paying that. I saw it. I'm paying it. I don't care what the other guys say. I don't want to end up, you know, being dragged behind a, a, a Jeep because that's their sponsor. And also, and also they can um, truly expect Richmond can expect a very good run next year. In fact, for the next you know decade, a good decade or so. Well, up until the umpire. up until the premiership win in two thousand and twenty-seven, they're owed. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember some story in South America and the like? And I think it was a, I, I don't think it was a professional league or maybe a very low professional league. Michael, are you casting aspersions f- on South American football again? I've got a fi- I've got a feeling they might have murdered the umpire. It was something horrific. But I've got even a feeling that they might have even done something like pretty. This is awful. But I think they've like put his head on a stick or something. Like it was something. Absolutely incredible that you can't imagine happening. Yeah, but well, uh, you, you can ima- you can imagine happening. I can't imagine Oval, but, you <laughs> but you know, did they do it during the game? Because that means the rest of the officiating would have been spot on. Yeah, that's a good point. And if you miss that's an offside, point. I mean, fuck, you get what's coming to you, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Hey, well, there was a big win with uh, Adelaide and the doggies. Poor doggies. Oh, can we just go back? So kind of the... Can we just go back to the North game? We've kind of we've overlooked the, one of the most. Oh. One of the most uh, brave things I've ever seen on a football ground. Uh, ah, yep. Sam yep. Jacobs played after having gastro during the week and he was wearing white shorts. I mean, that is a man. That is confident. Could you imagine trying to tackle or getting tackled when you've got gastro? It's hard enough, you know, tiptoeing to the toilet. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. That'd With, be terrifying. Without having to run out, you just, oh, the things that would go through your mind. I mean, he probably, what you would do is I would let the opposition know that I do have gastro and then spend a lot of time like licking the football and, you know, yeah, getting yeah. in really close with people. Yeah, get a lot of headlocks, getting that body, that, that fluid onto the... A lot of fluid exchanges. And you know I'm big on that. That's why, um, that's why in some cases you are actually quite happy to play for Hawthorne. Yeah. Even if you're, you're wearing a revolting jumper. Yeah. Uh, Away, you still got the uh, brown shorts if you're lucky. <laughs> well, see, that's it. That's a positive. Or they rock up and they go, and they go, hey, uh, hey, singer, we're, uh, we're, you're wearing the wrong shorts, and they're like, no, I'm wearing white. <laughs> it's just been a bad, it's been a bad morning. 
Um, so we'll move on to Adelaide and Doggies. Now, this was a heartwarming game because everybody, well, if, if, I suppose most people wanted both of them to be able to go through, but there could be only one. And it was heartbreaking in the end for the doggies. It's a shame there can only be one winner. Can they not? Can they not readjust those? Rewrite the rule book and just go. Okay, we've got yeah. two winners. We love you both. Yeah, I definitely. Know. Pop them both through, and yeah. that way Hawthorne could have taken on both of them. So they could have maybe played a half each, or had all three teams at the same time. That's great. And just kind of repositioned the goalposts, and so one's maybe kicking to goals in the wing. Yeah, and then one, and then two are kicking to the other end. So. Well, if I mean, anything, I think that yeah. would be a great revolution for finals. Well, we get everybody we, involved. Yeah, we never had a 50-metre line, and now we change that. We have 50-metre penalties introduced over the last, you know, 30 years. So let's just change it up a bit. Just because tradition says that there can only be one winner, fuck that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're true, living in the true. 2000s now. That's so 1998 thinking. What a great little, uh, what a great little PR exercise for Gill too. Kind of, the, they play the match on um, Saturday night. Yeah, Adelaide just just gets up. Everybody's heartbroken. Yeah, um, you know, fans are cheering, fans are crying, and then Gill just walks out into the middle with a with a little sheet of paper. That's great. He grabs the microphone, Vince McMahon style, and yeah. just changes the rules entirely and says, "Next week, both teams are going up against Hawthorne." Crows fans, dogs fans, they're hugging in the aisles. Yeah. They're walking down the footbridge down to uh, Federation Square. They're, yeah. they're kissing. They're singing uh, mashups of their team songs. <laughs> <laughs> Love a mashup. <laughs> Love a good mashup. And they take on the Mighty Hawks. So we worked that out. That no is. One. And then, so unfortunately, um, the, uh, the dogs couldn't get up in the end. Fantastic game, wasn't it? You just and you feel, mm. don't you feel like anything that happens in the last quarter is isolated as something that fucks your team up? Like yeah. the 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 handball yeah. over the top that didn't hit Cramery, uh, yeah. and you just go, you, you feel so bad for him. But then again, it was his fault, so he deserves to never play again for the Footscray side. Yeah, no, true, definitely. Uh, we've been calling for his delisting ever since Saturday night. Strongly, we've yeah. been out the front of Witten Oval. Uh, throwing chihuahuas, we had a, we pulled up a we pulled up in a uh, a ute of chihuahuas just bear it, just yeah. emptied them on yeah. the steps. Yeah, no, that, I mean that's the only way to do it. And and good on, I mean it's a it's such a feel good thing for Adelaide. You know, they've, I mean you, you can't even yep. imagine the year they've had until they come through. And yeah. now they yeah. hopefully get to beat those uh, filthy Hawthorne uh, motherfuckers. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think. <laughs> it was just a shame for the doggies. What a great year they've had, coming from 14th last year to you know being in the, the bottom half of the eight. Yep. And uh, and Luke Beveridge said that he uh, he wants them to uh, be happy about what they did during the year, but yep. also let it burn, let it burn. How much would you let it burn? I would let it burn daily. I would call them into a daily meeting and show them the last quarter again. Yeah. Like really yep. let it burn. So. Like wake them up, you know, ring that, uh, ring players up at three in the morning. I remember that, uh, remember that out in the full you kicked? Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you, See you, are mate. Are you burning? Yeah. How much are you burning? Just send just a, bro, just, <laughs> just send a text. Show up. I, I think he should hide himself in like a uh, Christmas present. So you get like the, the play gets like, a, you know, Bob uh. Murphy comes down at Christmas. He's like, oh my God, look at this large present I've got. Christmas Day burn. Like, oh, Brad, yep. Brand new lawnmower, maybe something like that. He opens his up and there's just Luke Beveridge pops up and goes, how much are you burning? Because <laughs> you don't look like you're burning. You look like you're about to celebrate yeah. Christmas. Yeah, you look like you're actually having quite a good fun with your kids, having a great time about yeah. Santa. But that's not the uh, way. Dockers and the Swans, mate, that was another cracker. Dockers got away for a while, and then the Swans just went, you know what? We don't care if we don't have four of our best players in the team. We're going to come bother back us. at you. It was 
quite incredible. That was um, if the if the Swans had a kick straight, what did they kick like three goals eighty seven? It was incredibly uh, bad kicking. Yep, seven goals eighteen in the end, and even in the last two seconds, wasn't it? Oh, who was it that they smothered the ball just off the kick in? And didn't it come off their boot and so then hit the post? But the idea was that if, if it went through f- the post, like that actually would have been a goal. It would have got down to about three points. Yeah. It, it was, it was, mate, it was, it was a game for the ages, Michael. Just the, the Saturday games mm. were two of the best games I've seen for a long time. They were just intense and they yeah. were what, and as uh, Jude Bolton summed up when he was out at Fremantle, he said, and I quote, it's a finals like atmosphere down here. And when oh, you're in the middle of a final, there's nothing better to say than that, is there? Definitely. And I mean, that's state, why it gets the bucks. Yeah, that's, that's why. true. If you state that's what's actually happening. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's you when just, you go. That, you that, can, when you're standing in a full domain stadium yeah. and it's a uh, it's a qualifying final yep, yep. between first and fourth and you're able to look around. <laughs> and sum it up. Game, yep, yep. And sum it up by saying... I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that this might this might be finals time. It feels like and, finals you know, to me. Kerry Stokes just must go write out four hundred thousand dollar check and though you go, there you go, mate. Yeah, you keep. Do you reckon he had that kind of intimate knowledge as a player? I mean, is that why he was like just one of the leaders, or is that just is that concussion coming through? Does he say no, that? No, I generally. I no, I, I don't know if you remember, but I remember in the two thousand five grand final. Yeah. just before the game. Um, I was actually in the rooms with the Swans. I don't know if I told you this. I was in the rooms with okay. the Swans and Jude kind of, Jude gathered them in. I mean, Barry Hall was captain for the day. Yep. But Jude kind of gathered them in. You know, Kirky looked goodsy in the eye. Yep. Schneiderman looked him in the eye. Yeah. Well, he looked a bit down and then in his eye. And he said, guys, it's a real grand final atmosphere out there today. And Fuck. everyone just went. Go the bloods. We're in. Yeah, we're home that's, here. That's we're what got them over the line. <laughs> yeah, man. absolutely. That's written in the annals. Yeah. Got nothing to do with the old bloke. <laughs> the old bloke oh, no. goals. No, he, he didn't even know what day it was. No. Um, hey, speaking of Sydney old blokes, I saw, um, and speaking of footballers in real life, I saw Jeffrey Edelson the other day. Oh, where at? I saw him walking down Burke Street Saturday afternoon. Uh, he went into a 7-Eleven, and I was really tempted to follow him in there to see what he bought. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he he does look just like an old bloke. But he um, there was no Gabby. I thought I would have got extra points for Gabby. But uh, yeah, well, it's quite the thrill seeing little Jeffrey wander through. Well, he's probably out buying her something. You know, I mean, I know she well, usually gets it from a, a Dolce Gabbana store or something. But maybe she needs a you know a packet of gum or they needed some extra, yeah. extra. You I know, was really curious. Needed some condoms. I mean, they had a bit of a baby scare earlier in the year. Who knows, Michael? And also, if he's uh, if he's Committed to buying stuff from a 7-Eleven, that means the finances must be really good because, you know, they, you don't get anything yeah, there. they're jacking the prices up, aren't they? <laughs> that's like buying Bugari. Um, yeah. I don't even know if it's that's a thing. No, it's, <laughs> it's def- don't pretend, mate. Don't pretend. Bulgari <laughs> is definitely a thing, and I know that's where you shop. But back to the, the Sydney Dockers game, Ryan Crowley, yep. there is talk that he, he could get up for the prelim. He could. He could come in off his uh, methadone addiction. I mean, sorry, his methadone um, conviction. Yeah. Uh, from early in the year. So the dates work out. Uh, I think he's allowed to play. So I think the Dockers are playing on the Friday night. Would that be right? I think so. Oh, I, 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 I don't know how they worked that out. They should both be on a Saturday because they're both going to be in Perth. Well, think, but anyway. Well, 
I'd say the Dockers would be on the Friday night by the fact they finished first, so they get the extra day's rest. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'll go yeah. with that. That's usually how the logic works. Then the AFL, they kind of... Well, they've done those twilight prelims a couple of times. When yeah. They played the ones in Melbourne going, oh, we really want to have it at night time, but we'll cut you slack and give you four hours earlier or something like that. Well, see, maybe they so won't... Make it. Yeah, maybe they won't have the Saturday game at night because that means a team has to get the red eye, therefore reducing their chances to get back for Mad Monday in time after they've lost to West Coast. Definitely. I reckon you're right. And also, if you're going to be catching that red eye, you really are. You, that time difference is so large. Once you kind of get back to Melbourne, like it's, oh. uh, it's going to be de- you're going to be dehydrated. Yep. Uh, you're not really going to be able to focus properly on your Mad Monday commitment. I mean, nah. you probably... You'd probably be a bit hazy. You'd probably be, you know, picking up the wrong costume at the shop and going, oh, no, I'm coming as Spider-Man. I'm meant to come as Catwoman. And, you know, yeah, yeah. So oh, you fuck. really need to have that day, that, that match in the afternoon of the Saturday, just so you can really concentrate just to let on him... your Mad Monday celebrations. Or even, like, maybe if you plan ahead, just take the costumes with you so you can fly back in your outfit. That, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, you can start rehydrating on the plane yeah, in the outfit. exactly. Welcome aboard the thing. And then people, yeah. you know, gather around him. Um, so yeah, Crowley, they, I can't, I can't imagine, um, I was going to say I can't imagine Rossi would do it, but I haven't said that he did bring, he brought Stevie Baker back after about 10 weeks. Yeah. And he, Um, uh, I think, uh, cause Baker had just punched the absolute shit out of Steven Johnson. So he had to get his, not only was he suspended, but he had his hands to, to get fixed up from beating the shit out of him. So What's Crowley been doing for the last year? He's just been running around, you know, just... Um... He would. He's just been running laps. But, I mean, the very good point was made on the coverage on the weekend was that Josh Kennedy went absolutely crazy and had about 17,000 touches. Yeah. And so Ryan Crowley would have been the perfect person for that job. So, I don't know. He does have... The, he's so brilliant to that shutdown role. I don't know. Is it maybe a little easier to run with someone as opposed to... Yeah, but just think about... Okay, it's potentially... Uh, it's going to be either Adelaide or Hawthorne. If it's Hawthorne... Is most likely going to be playing on Sam Mitchell. Now, Sam Mitchell, we saw what he did against Essendon with the sledging, with the syringe thing. (laughs) Imagine what he's going to say to Crowley. I mean, he knows he's taken Uh, methadone. That's not going to be pretty. I don't know as AFL. I don't know if kids need to see that. I don't know if Sam Mitchell's kids need to see it. Again, their dad being forced to sledge in such a way. I don't know if it's a good look for the game. Not a good look. What do you do? Do you kind of, I don't know, was it a pill, wasn't it? So Sam would have to mime... Buying a packet of pills, popping it out of the blister, it out of the yeah, the little thing, and then do you yeah. drink it with water? I suppose so. Miming, you Absolutely. know, go to a tap with a glass. <laughs> it's a slow burn mime because he'd be because Crowley could just go. Is that was that a Panadol? Is that a Nurofen Plus? How do you mime a methadone tablet? Yeah, and uh, what size is it? You know, how does Sam position his fingers when he puts it into the pretend glass and then yeah. he's drink it? And then you've got to pretend he's urinating into a, a cup, and then it's a slow so burn, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if the AFL's up to that yet. This is not a good look, Sam. Don't even think about it, Sam. Yeah. Uh, and then we have obviously the sad news of Hawthorne losing to the Eagles. Anyway, that's final stun, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> how did you? How did you cope? I mean, West Coast were devastating in the opening quarter. They blew you guys away. Yeah. And yeah, how were you? Obviously, you watched the game. You you um, you you rode over. To Domain Stadium, is that correct? You got on the bike, like uh, like did, Shane Crawford. Yeah, and no, I did to raise money for the, um, the Michael Chamberlain Premiership Foundation. <laughs> okay, it's, good, uh, it's a good foundation. No, I actually went. My parents were actually selling their house the day after. Oh yeah, the family home that they've been in for oh, like no. forty odd years. Not the fa- yeah, and, and so what were I you, went over there. Were you taking tours through the house? 
Well, but yeah, I was walking around and go, this used to be my playground. <laughs> um, I went around, that's a Madonna song. I went around there to watch the game because I was like, oh, this is the last game I'll get to watch at this house. Well, that's with my family. That's not potentially true. I mean, you don't sell it and then lose the house on the day. Oh yeah, I know that. I know that. But also, I'm away. I'm away until Grand Final day. Oh, so I'm up at I'm up oh. at Mark's and Oddie Studios for this week. Yeah, right. No, you next two weeks. I'm in for the next two weeks. I'm in Sydney at uh, let me think, uh, Craig Nettlebeck. <laughs> okay, righto, Nettlebeck. They're great <laughs> studios. They're great studios. And yeah, I suppose if you are back in Melbourne, it. You'll be watching two West Coast teams at your parents' place, so that won't be great. Yeah, and then I've got my tickets to the grand final, so I'm flying back on grand final morning. Yeah. Um, and actually, that reminds me of a little thing, Adam. Can I do a quick plug while we're here? Of course. Uh, Michael Chamberlain, Sydney Comedy Store, October 2 at 7pm, doing uh, my show from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival called Thoughts. It's very, very funny, isn't it, Adam? Yes. Yeah, so well, speaking of other pathetic things, let's get back to Hawthorne. Comedystore.com.au. Anyway, move on. Yeah. So the Hawks, uh, yeah. Was it just was an was it an aberration? I mean, I, I know that uh, they like to talk about those in the in the football world. You had a shocker, like you know, you had players yeah. fumbling who don't fumble. You had players, yeah, play really poorly who don't do that very often. Yeah, and then you, I think, and um, then you had James Frawley. So I know, yeah, he kind of looked a bit uh, weird and slow. I mean, they threw Lakey into the forward line at one stage. I think uh, it was the kind of thing where I think. You know those those matches when it's a chocker block arena, like like Adelaide Oval and the like, and they're going crazy. I think I think they can very easily just get swept up in a great start. Yes, or okay. That, the that, momentum that, that, and that momentum is so huge, and then once they kind of can get get a get a hold, it just yeah. becomes such a such a huge cauldron. Um, but having said that, we'll win three in a row. Oh, yeah, sorry, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, if it wasn't for the crowd, Richmond would have been within 40 points last year. So I, I completely yeah, understand yeah. what you're talking about. But well done to West Coast. That was a fantastic win. And they just keep no, having blokes. Why would I? Can Matt Prittis come back? Will his hair be okay for the preliminary? Well, I think that's a bit up in the air at this stage. He's been um, going to the hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, keep a bit of moisture. Keep a bit of moisture in there. You mean the hyperbaric chamber? Chamber, yep. <laughs> yeah, the hyperbaric chamber. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're monitoring it very, very closely. Um, there was uh, it tightened up a little bit. Yeah. So okay. They're just, to, <laughs> they're just trying to, you know, stretch it out a little, just kind of, you know, yeah. give it a bit of bounce, bit of curl, but you know, not not making it too, not making it a full perm. Just yeah. Kind of loosey goosey perm. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're really monitoring it very closely. I know. I know. Um, it's. I know. It's radical. But on the day of, you just go the conditioner, don't you? I mean, I know oh, well, it's out there. You don't want to do that. It's not a good look for the AFL, but just condition the shit no. out of that. No, you do everything you can to yeah. play finals. And uh, he just didn't feel he'd come up. His hair had come up properly. Um, and uh, he's just out. I think, I think the official is out for general rawness, I think, because <laughs> the final. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now we've got two, two, two prelims in, um, in Perth. And upcoming, we have uh, Adelaide Hawthorne at the MCG, and we also have the Swans and North uh, at ANZ at Stadium. ANZ, which I thought initially was going to be at the SCG, but no, in fact, it's at ANZ. When are they uh, out of that? Prelim f- rematch from last year, and then a prelim rematch from 2012. Whoa, footy yeah. is in good shape, Adam. It is. I, I think they're going to be fantastic games on the weekend. I, I'm going to predict uh, North and Hawthorne to go through. Mm. Could be anyone, though, couldn't it? Uh it can only be one winner, apparently. Uh, but also by the fact that, uh, I mean, the Swans, they lost Reid. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how much 
weight you put in kind of bruised and battering, but obviously it was a very physical game. Uh, and also the news that um, Buddy won't be back for the entire year. Poor yeah, dude. yeah. So and also they had the um, they had the long flight back from from Perth to Sydney, and they they got really cheap tickets, so they went via uh, Singapore. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a mistake when I heard that. I mean, I know they get a good deal. But yeah, I it's a really good deal. Does add an extra seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven hours to the flight, and I, I'm just not not sure if you do that in September. Yeah, okay, well, but the, I mean, the I mean, what weird thing is like the the Dockers and Eagles. I mean, they're not getting ahead of themselves, but because of the prices, when they have to come over to Melbourne for the grand final, if booked ahead and get through. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to go. They're going via Bali, which I thought was on grand final week. I think that's a real straight. I know they get a, get a cheap deal again, but they're going via Bali. Oh, I reckon that's not a bad thing to do. You know, you get, you're rested, you're relaxed. I mean, you know, they rest players a week before, like Ross Lyon rested 15 players the previous week. So if you can get like a mm. Bali, a Bali rest yeah. going into the grand final, that's you true. come back, you're tanned, you're looking good. Yep. Get some knockoff jumpers while you're there, just in case so you don't have to, you know, yeah, uh, you know, spend too much on the on them. Um, at the, at, you know, and we know Perth prices too; they'd be through the roof. Well, that's the other thing so too. You, you knockoffs in Bali. Yeah, if you do win the grand final and you come back and you don't want to pay for crownies at the G, they're really expensive. You got a slab of bin tang on hand. Yep, <laughs> you're saving yourself a shitload of cash. You can party for even longer. I think it's a wise hey, uh, move. Adam, uh, one of the best performers in the finals, unexpectedly, seeing that they got the wooden spoon, was Carlton. They did really well in the finals, didn't they? Look, I think people have been uh, against our recruiting of late, but we have picked up and slightly delisted some really fucking good yeah. players. So I think all credit yeah. to the Carlton um, you know, uh, recruitment team. They've done a fantastic the job for other teams. Carlton All-Stars, wasn't it? So Jared Waite, um, Josh Kennedy, Eddie yep. Betts, five goals. Yep. Carlton have done an amazing job keeping the AFL up. Sam Jacobs was great. Uh, Jeremy Laidler couldn't get a game for the Blues. He's in a, almost a premiership backline. So there's some there's some damn good players we've got running around for other teams at the moment. So, and you just know that if uh, Matthew Cruiser goes, he'll win the Brownlow next year. So that's the way we roll. Yeah. Get it on, yeah. Now, so you guys have requested a priority pick. I I think um, that's uh, ridiculous from Carlton. We should request two priority picks, and maybe a Patrick Dangerfield and Nat Five, just to kind of equalise the the competition so we're not 18th again. I think that's fair, Michael. Yep. We've been yep. down um, We've been down for a year now. Your CEO, Stephen Trigg, said, it's not cheeky, it's not a question of why would we, it's hmm. why wouldn't we. So, yeah, you've got a chance there. Um, so, Cruz is... Uh, so, that, that, suppose... that's the way Carlton are finding their way back is just by going, eh, why wouldn't we? Yeah, why wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's our new membership slogan for next year. Ah, Carlton, <laughs> why, wouldn't we? why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? <laughs> what are you, That's fucking great. nuts? <laughs> why wouldn't we, mate? Fuck. You, you've, also, uh, you've also recruited a American dude. Oh, yeah, um, because, well, on the back of the success of Satantaro helping and his brother, we thought, why, yes, why go, you know, and they were a country that sort of played our game in a hybrid version, so mm. let's just get someone who has no fucking idea at all, and he will probably yeah, slot straight in. Matt Korchek, mm-hmm. who is going to be one of those Category B rookies, two-year yep. contract, 208 centimetres, 105 kilos. It's a big uh, unit. Played basketball in Division One College, Arizona. Mate. So list, manager, list manager Steve Silvani said he's a beast of an athlete. And he's in Arizona, so he, he's got access to like altitude, so he can run for already, ages. Already done that. Uh, he has said, uh, uh, Korchek has said, Tackling is my favorite part of the game. Mm-hmm. I love the physicality of the sport. 
the conditioning and just how hard the players have to push themselves. I mean, all I've got to say to you, Michael, is why wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> We've got someone from a basketballing background. It's very similar. Like, if you look at the three-point line in basketball, that's pretty much the 50-meter line. That's almost identical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, your goal square, that looks like the key. I mean, sure, it's 40 meters away from the edge of the three-point line, but you just if you can just adapt that sort of stuff for him, he will be easily be able to just pick up our game with no worries. And you go, like, they've got a ball, we've got a ball. It's the same, yep, pre- pretty much the same thing. Yep, I'm saying big things for Korchek in the future. Uh, there are a few things, though, in terms of the delistings and the like. Um, Carlisle said he wants to leave Essendon. Yeah. Of course, we heard rumours of that during the year when he would repeatedly say on the ground during Essendon matches, <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Trelaw, who came second in the Kevin Sheedy medal. Actually, Heath Shaw won that. Good on him, Heath. Good right on, on Heath. Um, Trelaw uh, says he wants out. And I think the word at the minute is he's going to be heading off to um, Collingwood. Collingwood, but they're saying the Tigers should really push hard to get him because if, if there's anything that Trelaw wants, having not played finals in GWS, is to come to Melbourne and lose one. Hmm. It's an interesting one, that, because by the fact that you think... I mean, I know we kind of predicted the same with Gold Coast this year, but GWS seemed to be a bit more of a balanced unit. Yes. Uh, you think they'd probably be knocking on the door of the eight next year, and they're probably... I mean, I suppose those players will be getting up to that 100-game mark, a lot of them, four yeah. or five years in. Oh, mate, they're in the zone. Do you think, do you think they Michael... They kind of are about to get into the zone, aren't they? Yeah. Do you think, Michael, it's time for the, the, the final eight to get a doorbell? <laughs> like, there's just... Let's, why is it so old school? Let's fucking just ring the doorbell of the eight. I'm more than happy for that. I'm yeah. more than happy for I that. Just, let's just... Kind of like almost like at the um, beginning of the stock market day in New York. Yeah. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. I like that. And there's also talk from GWS that Cam McCarthy might go. Now, that, that would be massive if he left because he, mm. he's a bit of a superstar in the making. And I think a lot of teams would be circling around him. I've got a feeling that people will be picking around now the GWS. The yeah. teams be going, who wants to come home and all the like. And so I think this, this off-season might be one where they all begin to circle and uh, try to pick up uh, you know, a future star. Yeah. Or just wait for the Gold Coast to have to sack everyone because they've been out yeah. in the piss again. I mean, I think Harley well, Bennell, yeah. all he did, Harley Bennell, all he did was knock a cigarette out of a bouncer's mouth. And since when has that been a crime? I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, that's true. I felt... I mean, you... yeah, I, you know, I suppose it was like, uh, you know, so many strikes and you're out. But I did feel a bit bad for him by the fact it was, you know, it wasn't the worst thing. No. I mean, he, and maybe... he got a bit stitched up too. Like, I mean, early this year with those photos, like, to me, I always kind of think, oh, it's a bit dirty on the people to, you know, pu- you know sell those photos. Yeah. Did that. But I, I, um, I mean, I just can't believe that a Gold Coast player hit a target. Hey, <laughs> I'm back. There we go. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Uh, and but also, do you think? Ruse. But do you think any team, sorry, would pick up Harley Bennell? Is he worth the risk? Like, you know, because there's always sides who go, oh, if he comes yeah. into our system, we can get him. Yeah. Yeah. Who would take um, him? I mean, he'd be a good fit in any side in the AFL, but mm. you just wonder, you know, he's under rocket. He's a very angry, stern man. Uh, let me try and think. I'm trying to think where he'd fit in. I mean... Maybe Richmond, they've got a good kind of pub scene down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carlton, you can go to Ligon Street. There's some pretty good places yeah, true, around Ligon there. Street, yeah. Or if you if you don't want people to recognise you too much, like if you go to if you play for Resonance, so you probably live around Ascot Vale, Mooney Ponds area. If you hit Mount Alexander Road, there's some really good bars down there, and they're yeah, off the beaten true. track. You know, that's not where the paparazzi go. 
Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of an undiscovered part of the world. Yeah, or, you know, play for the Sainers. You can go down to Frankston and he'll just have a ball down there. Oh, actually, yeah, by the seaside. Yeah. Head down to the pub stand there, Franger. Yeah. Oh, you got all sorts of action going down there. Yeah, probably. It's going to be a tad of a seedy underbelly too. Yeah. How Benno likes it, getting in and under. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would send him down there. And Charlie Dixon, obviously, is going to Port Adelaide, which is great because he wants to be closer to the Barossa Valley for, uh, you know, Friday night drinks. And um, Paul Roos says he can't guarantee any Melbourne position, uh, any Melbourne player being there next year. And he's uh, not guaranteeing your mate Jack Watts a spot either. Well, that's, I mean, that's offensive. Why, why wouldn't he guarantee Jack Watts a, a spot on that list? He was the number one pick. I mean, they took, yeah. him, they took him in front of that hack, Nat Nui, which is fair enough. That's proven definitely, itself. Definitely. What's he ever done? What's yeah, he ever done? He's exactly. Not, he's nowhere near achieving ultimate success. And earlier this week, uh, this year, Jack Watts said, "I don't feel I'm up to AFL standard," and he dropped himself. I mean, that's a fucking leader. That's a man who stands up and says, <laughs> "I'm shit ass. I'm playing for the Scorpions." <laughs> no one. Who else does that? No one, Michael. That that just takes a, it. Just puts it all back on Jack. And he said, "I'm going to do this and fuck the team." And he didn't play in the last. Round against GWS when they won out at Eddie Head Stadium for the first time in 22 games. So, yep. he's just... That's he, the kind he, of bravery you want from a player, isn't it? You, mate, want, he, you want the bravery. He's selfless. Mm. And I don't Doing think there's enough of that Melbourne. at Melbourne. They need more of it. They need more Jack Watts. Has he got any brothers and sisters? Has he got any sisters? What's his dad like? Just get more Wattses into that team. Get the whole Watts family in there. Absolutely. Five, six, seven of them. I don't care. Get aunts, uncles, cousins. I don't care if they're three months old. I want them in the team because they've, they've got that kind of commitment. Yeah. Let's get on to Ancestors.com, see if there's any relatives of the Watts family <laughs> in Victoria or Australia and get them in the team. Um, what's the other one? Oh, Collingwood. They've delisted a bunch of players this week, including Clinton Young, who fell over in the goal square in 2012. Let's move on. <laughs> it's good that you've forgotten that. <laughs> uh, grand final entertainment, Adam. Uh, I know you're... a Expert on this kind of stuff. You've been negotiating all year. Brian Adams is going to be there. Yeah, oh, I thought it was going to be Ryan Adams, but they they said no Brian, so I got that completely incorrect. Who else is he playing with? Uh, Ellie Goulding is going to be there, and right. American crooner Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac gets there. a lot of sporting uh, events, doesn't he? He's kind of it's almost like it's a, it's smooth FM, isn't it, or gold FM? Yeah, yeah, you're kind of providing a bit of something to everyone. I mean, you can't go too hardcore. I mean, you know, apart from everybody talking about they want to get ACDC there. Yeah. But, you know, a few of them have legal problems. But they, <laughs> they, 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 well, they could get they, Harley Bennell into the team. You get Summer of 69, everyone's going to love that one. Yeah, you got Ellie Goulding true. and you have Chris Isaac. He's going to do a bit of crooning, get all the ladies going. Yeah. And then James Blunt is going to be performing at the Brownlow Medal on September 28th. That's going to oh. be cool when we go to that. Well, I like the idea of that because James Blunt, doesn't he have a, a lion tattooed on his chest now? So you know who he's... That's Ed Sheeran. Oh, fuck. Who am I thinking? Oh, That's James Blunt. Oh, year. no. James Blunt's yeah, you're the... beautiful. You're he's beautiful. the whingy one. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd my I'd my shit singers mixed up. Oh god. No. This is gonna no, be terrible. You're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be fantastic. There's too much crooning going on. There's Blunt, there's Isaac, there's Brian Adams. It's gonna be too whingy. This is gonna be the sookiest yeah. grand final it's ever been. <laughs> oh fuck this. I'm I'm ringing Gil. Can I take you through an email that we got not too long ago, Adam? Is this from Gil? Oh, it's about a month ago, actually. A bit, over a month, bit under a month ago. And again, it's re- regarding footballers in real life. I, I like it. I take you through him. Adrian Furby, thank you very much. Um, saw Luke the Duke Darcy in the CBD. Oh, yeah. 
He was walking down Swanston Street with his partner, in brackets, I'm guessing. Yep. Lovely lady. <laughs> partner, yep. wife, wife of Luke Darcy. Yep. Uh, they've been doing a bit of shopping, judging by the shopping bags they were both carrying. The Duke slung his bags over his shoulder like he was carrying a suit jacket. So cool. Beautiful work there from the Duke. Well, I wouldn't expect anything less from no. from the Duke, would you? I mean, if you're going to, you don't carry a bag by his side. What kind of loser does that? You, you sling it over your no. shoulder like you're, you're just about to, you know, walk down a catwalk, which he could easily do. He's a very handsome man. Very handsome man. Very striking looking. Very fit. Very, very uh, well spoken. Uh, yeah. Walking around. Got got the gloves. Knows how to dress. Knows how to look good. Yeah. He's, he's done well. And and one other, uh, or a couple of our uh, listeners pointed out, we had a baby with the bathwater pointed out to us during the week from the AFL website. Uh, this is from yep. Daniel Webb and Adam Brown. Uh, on the AFL website, it basically was saying, you know, Richmond early in this season were two and four, but they didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm just thinking, mm. like with Richmond, I think that's time. Like the baby, the baby shat in the bath. Uh, yep. the, the bath is stained. The bath is no good. I would clean out the bath. I would burn the bath. And I would uh, adopt the baby out. If there is any good time to throw the baby out of the bathwater, maybe it's uh, post-2015. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the baby's let you down time and time again. The baby's no good. Hey, we might wrap it up, Adam. Do you think that's a good idea? I don't think that's a bad idea at all, mate. Let you get back out. Of, get out of uh, you know Mark Zanotti's studios and just head out into the wild Brisbane. Maybe check out if there are any uh, statues uh, yeah, out, yeah, out, out of the gabbatoire. Yeah, yeah. Actually, while I'm up here, I should have a crowny with Brownie, shouldn't I? I should send him a little tweet. Say, "G'day, Brownie. Remember me? I was the guy. <laughs> I was the guy I had a chat to about a month ago." Yeah, just rem- yeah, reminding. G'day, Chamo. Come and have a drink, mate. Remind Brownie, my little bar I've got set up. Come out with Kyle and me. Well, you can, you can, because you, you played Dowling or Hatch. Yeah, uh, both. But we just say Dowling. Dowling. And, so, uh, and he, <laughs> he, he loves to, he loves to. He had that cricket pitch, you know, set up at his house, so you can, you can bowl a few balls in and get carted by Brownie. How good would that be? I like it how my my shitty cricket career has become a bit of a, a thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it really um, has. I can tell you all the stories about the times I got hit over the fence. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so we can do that. Uh, I'm going to head off. Now, we'll get uh, quick tips for the finals. Um, um, I'm going to have to go with Hawthorne just by the fact I barrack for Hawthorne. Uh, and yep. I reckon I'm going to have to go with Oh, look, if the Swans can turn it on like they did last week against the in the adversity, I'm going to go for them again. Okay. So that would mean. How about yourself? Uh, look, as I said before, I think it'll be Hawthorne and North Melbourne this week. Yeah, cool. I think, so, I think North have got them. Moving on in the future, it could be it's either Dockers versus Hawks or Eagles, uh, Hawks or Adelaide, yep. or it's Eagles versus Swans or North. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, no, it's been Very a great final. Great first weekend yeah. of final series. And tonight, Michael, I am heading off to the MVP Awards, which I believe is the most valuable podcast awards. I haven't really, Oh, that's really cool. I haven't yeah, really read into it. You'll be up for... Yeah, definitely. Let us know if we win anything there. I certainly will. But I am. I'm off to the MVP, so I will uh, hopefully have some stories for you from... Uh, what, what are our studios called again in, in Sydney? Uh, Craig Nettlebeck. Craig Nettlebeck Studios, yeah. Hopefully next time we chat, we'll have, I'll have some stories for you. Um, I should double check whether he played for Sydney. I think he did. For, didn't he do Sydney Footscray? <laughs> I hope so. Didn't he Sydney Footscray? I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're, they're, they're open to sponsorship. So yeah, it's really absolutely. Good yeah, we are open for that kind of stuff. We should call them the Ryan Fitzgerald uh, Studios. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Um, Sydney Hero. Yeah. Um, we quick little reminder of my show, be Sydney at the Comedy Store on October 2nd, 7pm. Uh, I'm going to plug that 
because uh, I want people to come. Comedystore.com.au. Oh, gee, it's hilarious. Uh, shout swear words. Really, no. really, in a really eloquent way. Uh, I believe and also you. We are, we are Junktime AFL Pod at Gmail. We are Junktime AFL Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for all the messages. They've been quite hilarious. Um, keep on sending through footballers in real life. Send them to our Gmail just so we're not stalking them. In live action on Twitter. <laughs> That's a good idea. And uh, and thank you everyone uh, who's tried to chase us up. We apologise for the delay, but um, we hope that we'll be back back on deck uh, next Sunday night, Monday morning, as per usual. And I'm about to press stop on this recording device and we shall find out whether this has been... Uh, uh, it will actually work or it will be consigned to the or if history it's, of technology annals. Or if it's just two blokes having a really weird conversation on the phone yeah. for an hour. <laughs> We'll talk to you next week. Go Hawks. Go Crows. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns